This is Michael from Theme Park Brothers, and I would like to invite you to check out our YouTube channel. At Theme Park Brothers, we take you with us as we visit the Disney Parks, Universal Orlando, SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, and many other theme parks around the country. This summer, we took our viewers with us as we visited Canada for the first time. It brings us joy to share our experiences in hopes that it will inspire you and your family to get out and enjoy the parks. Our videos share our experiences in different ways. Some are walkthroughs with ambient sounds. In other episodes, we dive deep and have discussion. There is sure to be something for you at Theme Park Brothers. Head over and hit that subscribe button. Catch you on the flippity flop. Hello, welcome to the Dub Dub Review, and I'm your host, Chris Malik, and I'm joined by Scott Nyman. Scott, how are you? I, I am doing well. I'm still recovering uh, from marathon weekend, diagnosed with pneumonia, so still dealing with that. Outstanding. Scott, you and I are going to have a great conversation today, and we're joined by Stacey Nyman. Scott, you were going to have... <laughs> what? Stacey Nyman, how are you? I am good. I'm dealing with this guy over here who needs all the attention, apparently. Right? He's an attention hog. What's he doing? (laughs) All right. So, you know what? I I was super excited to follow along. So, like, I would have spit out a ton of information right now. So, let's just start off by saying this. As we get older, life kicks your butt sometimes, and sometimes you fight back and you kick life's butt for a while. And that's going to be our lead up for the show because Stacy and Scott just recently got back from Marathon Weekend at Walt Disney World. And you ran how many miles, Stacy, Scott? Okay, so we ran the Dopey Challenge, which was technically 48.6 miles, but the course was cut by 1.4 miles or something like that. So, um, but. Anyway, we'll get to that later on. But we we ran the forty eight point six. I'm just going to say that okay. we, we did the whole thing. We did the whole distance. Okay, a long <laughs> way they ran on that weekend. And what kind of professional or what kind of training did you guys undertake? Experience in like high school, <laughs> college, and like what did you guys do? <laughs> we did no running in high school. Um, did you ask about high school? Is that what I heard you just say? Yeah, high school, college, okay. <laughs> anything in your adult life. What, what did I'm you like, do? Did I hear that correctly? Um, no, we we did um, zero running up until starting to train for this. Well, we, you know, I guess we did our, our little um, 5Ks and half marathons and stuff. But um, we started training in July pretty hardcore because our goal was just to finish. Um, we know that Disney gives a pretty good amount of time to finish the marathon so we were we were pretty confident that we could do it but we didn't want to go into it haphazardly so we um pretty much dedicated from july to january to prepare for this race of back-to-back races over the weekend oh let's go back further than that so so Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to get at is is why did you even start running in the first place like what was like the moment where you're like you know what that thing i've hated all my life i'm gonna actually do that and try and enjoy that so when did that switch turn for you guys yeah so um we have always been part or you know there's a there's a group on facebook called the be our guest podcast lizards 
And we were both pretty big fans of the Be Our Guest podcast and um, joined their group, their running group, figuring that we would we would cheer and, and maybe do some running eventually. Um, it took a few years, though, before we really got started. Uh, I had had colon resection surgery in January of 2018. And um, that just kind of left me feeling really down. And I knew that I wanted to change things in my life and, you know, get more energy and be more active for my kids. So we decided to sign up for a 5K a few months later. And um, it was all history from there. So from about that, that race was in October. So from about October 2018 until now, we've, we've got the running bug and are really excited to just be on this new life journey. Okay. Scott, can I get a 100% honest answer from you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Willingly joining along with this journey that Stacy's making, begrudgingly joining along, or not quite sure, somewhere in between? Um, let's just say that I didn't want Stacy running alone in the in the forest preserves in Chicago. Oh, so, okay. There um, we go. Good. It, was more of a, it was more of a safety thing. Um, but as I was getting older, I, I really wanted to get in better shape and this seemed like something fun for us to do. So it wasn't begrudgingly. It was more of a safety thing at first, but, um, the more we did it, the more fun it was. Okay. Uh, you know, I wondered that because I know Stacy always puts her, her, her running pictures up afterwards and she's always got a big smile. And then I always try to imagine what's going through Scott's mind as she's <laughs> taking these selfies. And of course my thoughts are like, do I really want to do this? But that makes sense. Of course, you know what, if she's running in and oftentimes the trails, you know, by your house, there are trails yeah. that go through the park and through the forest preserve and whatnot that I could see that really cool. Okay. And, and I do have to say, if I forget to take the selfie after we run, <laughs> Scott reminds me to take the selfie. So it's, it's he he's remembering most of the time. Okay. So it's not just me, you know. <laughs> well, it, that's true because we were at your house just recently picking up some donuts and pretzels. And I said, to get the camera, forget the camera. <laughs> so that, that is true. Okay. Um, and you're right, though. You know what? As you get older, can I, oh, I don't want to pry, but let's just say you're north of 40. Is that accurate, guys? Very yeah. slightly. Very slightly. Yeah, and I, I I think we actually started running, Stacy had said 2018, I think. Our first race was 2017. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, the hot chocolate in 2017. So, Okay. No, I think it was 2018. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Fight. This is the end of the Nyman marriage today. <laughs> but you know what? You Stop the podcast. You're right, though. 35, you know, like like what you can eat at Time flies. 30 and 32, you can't eat at 35. You can't eat at 40 because you got to work like twice as hard to get that burned off. And you kind of notice, yeah, those size 36 pants, now you're size 38, you know? And that yep. large shirt, now you're an extra large. And you're like, what's happening? Why can I not lose the weight like I'm younger? And you got to almost make a concentrated effort to get this off. So... So awesome deal. So you started running. You wanted to try and do something positive in your life and you're doing it together. And your first run Disney race was when? We did the half marathon last marathon weekend. Mm -hmm. um, we had done a couple of half marathons before that. We just wanted to experience a run Disney weekend and it just kind of fit the best into our schedule. So we did that last year and it, it was amazing and life changing and made us really excited about diving in even deeper this year okay was it the race or was it the the experience was it getting away by yourselves or was it like the other lizards in the running group yeah i think it was uh you know going into it you didn't know what to expect but uh once we got there and we did a bunch of like dinner meetups and 
things like that, where you actually sit down uh, with one another, and it just was uh, really great to get to know one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became more of a you know, one of the best things I like about Disney World is just eating. <laughs> so um, that just added another layer to it. You could be with the running group and eat with one another, learn about each other's lives, and just look forward to next year when you see them again. Okay, so isn't it the truth that the people that you meet are like 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 almost the entire motivation? Stacy, the people that like I don't want to say you've brought, but they are your friends and part of the, the, the listener group. Like I count them now as part of my friends group and I love watching people like like Julie on the tractor and Joe showing how he made his you know, his dream finder co- you know that it's it's that's everything. So absolutely, I, I love following along as well too. Um, so when did you get the idea of going from half marathon to running four days in a row, five K 10 K half and full, right? Those are the races. Yep. This was all Scott. Um, <laughs> I had sprained my ankle. I don't know if you remember last year, I sprained it pretty badly and couldn't run for a long time. And, um, it was April time to sign up for this, this year's race, we were thinking about doing the marathon and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be ready for this. My ankle's still pretty bad. I hadn't been clear to run yet. And, um, I remember sitting in my children's museum at the museum when the registration opened up and texting Scott back and forth. And, um, he's like, let's do it. Let's do dopey. And I'm like, no, what are you saying? No, and really? It was Scott's idea, Stace? Yeah. He, cause well, our thing was marathon was going to be one and done. <laughs> we weren't, we were only going to do one marathon we also wanted to do Dopey. So it just makes sense that we would do the marathon as part of Dopey. Okay. Um, so that was kind of the plan. We, we um, If we're going to do it, we're going to do it big and just kind of jumped in from there. Yeah, and I kind of jokingly said at the first uh, half marathon we did uh, in 2019 i said you know we what if we did like the marathon the next day like we could have done that you know and and i was thinking uh, yeah it doesn't seem so bad and then we finished the half marathon and we thought to ourselves glad we're not doing the marathon the next Mm. day but uh but it definitely you know gave us a little spark to think about and and yeah i I was saying i want to be doing the marathon one time and never want to do that distance ever again well so you know, I, there's there's so much about the trip I want to talk about, but I had often wondered. I'm not downplaying like like how hard it is, because I, I had thought if you're a marathon, let's say you can run the half, aren't 5k and 10k races? Those are like maintenance runs and like like part of your regular training. Right. And I would think, yeah, 5k, no problem. I do a 5k in the morning most every mornings here, um, just myself walking and and running myself. 10k, okay, it's a little harder half okay now you're really starting to push it and then you got you got that giant like speed bump staring you in your face like (laughs) yeah you're not done you're not even close so exactly right okay so first off you signed up for it and then you started your running what when do you have to like start training for this because it's not like i mean even most people can do a 5k or a 10k walk and run combinations and get done Mm -hmm. with it when do you got to start training for even a half marathon yeah, well, half marathons, we've kind of been, we have them set up like every maybe like three months in our schedule. So we, the year before we had already been doing like half marathons every three months. So we were used to those distances, but then Stacy's using the, uh, uses the Galloway method. 
Um, okay. Which is like a run, walk, run method. And uh, what are the, the intervals training... you guys use, guys, for that method? What's that? What are the intervals like of run, walk? What would you recommend if someone wanted to start, even with something as small as a five k? What would be an interval for running, walking, running, walking, Stacy? Uh, a lot of the intervals we usually do like um, thirty thirties for a half marathon. Okay. Um, meaning 30 seconds uh running and 30 seconds walking okay and the shorter the distances we did further so like a lot of the times we would do like 45 seconds running um and then 30 seconds walking they recommend never doing too much more than 30 seconds uh walking okay just because then you start to get tired and fatigued and um you know a lot of people do it a lot longer like you know, like minute and a half, two minutes to 30 second intervals. Okay. So. And the 30 seconds allows you to catch your breath, allows you to get oxygen back in your lungs and you kind of re the muscle, the muscles are different. The walking muscles and the running muscles are different. If you've, mm-hmm. you know, if you've not, if you don't believe that walk at a treadmill at a 4.5 pace and then, you know, try and continue that on for like a 5.2 pace and, and, and see how that works when you're walking. It's, it's almost impossible. So, um, when would you start? If let's say you had very little training, if you wanted to try a, you know, a 10 K or a half, when would you start training? How far in advance? Um, I think that the Galloway method for the half marathon, I think it's 17 weeks. Um, so if you, if anybody was interested in this, if you look up Jeff Galloway, uh, he has training plans for, I believe every distance. And so it just kind of starts off depending on the distance. Um, it's, it's usually three days a week that you're, you're doing any running and, um, it just kind of guides you that way for the dopey challenge. I believe that the training started very late June or early July. We were in, California, I think when the training officially started, but we had already had our base kind of done since we had been doing half marathons. So we didn't really worry too much about the first week or so of training. Um, and the dopey, the, the dopey training versus the marathon training, they're very similar to each other. Once you get later on in the dopey challenge training though, it, um, you start to add in walks, um, in addition to all your runs and the walks are meant to be back to back with the runs. So you get used to running with fatigued legs. Um, and so that's really the only difference there. I honestly didn't find the training too difficult. The, the long runs are every other week for the most part. So it's not like you're doing, you know, three miles Monday, three miles Wednesday, and then. 15 miles on Saturday every single week. It's, you know, you get, you get weeks in between that are breaks for you too. So, um, it was doable. You just kind of have to plan it in your schedule and just really look forward Mm -hmm. and, um, make sure that you have that time carved out because those long runs are really important to just kind of get used to your, your fuel and, um, even, you know, what you're wearing and stuff like that. to see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Okay. So she means the colors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> In training for this, what was like the most frustrating thing you guys found out about yourselves? Was it about, you know, you know, your, your tolerance or was it, or, and what was the most like enjoyable thing you found out while training for this? Yeah, I found out in, uh, in April of last year, I was starting to have major like cramping muscle cramps. And, uh, it would usually be around like mile 10 
So <laughs> that was very, uh, very hard for me to take because then I kept thinking to myself, if this is happening at 10 miles, how am I going to get through 26 miles? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I had to learn how to deal with that and just, um, you know, drinking more water, more fuel, and uh, it, it ended up working out pretty well. But I'm glad it happened when it did so that I could learn from, you know, from the mistakes instead of it happening at Disney World. Okay. So. Stacy, what about you? Um, I just think finding the time and realizing how long we were going to be out there doing those long runs. Um, especially I think that just worrying that the weather was going to be bad on the days that we needed to be outside Mm -hmm. running for 17 to 26 miles. And we were really lucky this year. We were lucky that we didn't have any ice or snow on any of our long training runs. Um, we did have one day that actually our, when we did our first 26.2, it was cold and raining that day and we had just done a half marathon the day before when it was cold and raining. We could not fathom doing it again for 26 miles. So we actually ran that at the DePaul university's track. Gotcha. And I think it was like 216 times around or something like that, that we ran for our 26.2. But you know, those kinds of things are, you know, they just add to the memories and um, I'll always remember that first time I, I ran the marathon distance at DePaul. So at the time it was, really hardcore and, and and boring and hard but it's a good memory okay and then what was the most enjoyable thing about the process for me i think just being together with scott and ha- having something that the two of us are really passionate about and being able to do this together and like we understand the whole we understand it together we've learned through everything together we've we've kind of gone through this whole learning process um from start to finish So it was nothing that, like, I had to join his passion or he had to join my passion. Um, And kind of, we were, it was just something that we kind of grew together with. So so. Yeah, and we were hitting those milestones together. So, you know, like, we would do, like, the 17-mile runs, and, you know, we were able to do that, and then the 20-mile runs. And it was just, you know, a great accomplishment to do something with her. Okay, 17-mile run. Let's say your, your plan was Saturday morning. I'm I, I'm not sure if it is, but let's say it was Saturday morning. You guys would go out for 17 miles. If you started at say seven o'clock in the morning, how long would 17 miles take to run? Take oh, you guys, Mr. Math. <laughs> yeah, I would say we're usually running around like a 15 minute uh, per mile pace. So when it's that far, when it's that far of a distance. So okay. uh, we were taking it slow just because I was dealing with the cramping. So. So we're talking like four miles every hour. Okay. So a little over four hours. Okay. Probably for a 17. Yeah. So you leave the house 630, you're home 1230 or so on, the, on that day. And would that no, wait? No, on that one, that one, it wouldn't, it would just be like 11 o'clock-ish. So okay. it was just four hours. Okay. So like 630, 1030. Okay. Yeah. Would it wipe you out the rest of the day? Would it take you that long to recover? Or what does the recovery look like for this? Usually the day of we're both pretty beat. I mean, even if it's a 10 K race or something, it takes a lot out of you to kind of be all in on it. Um, We try not to get home and just lay down because we'd be down for the count for the rest of the day. But um, it's, it's pretty tough the day of, but thankfully we've noticed with training the day after we are fine. So, and that's kind of, where it all comes into play you know at first when we first started this journey it was 
we'd be sore and can't, you know, can't walk up and down stairs and everything. And now it's just kind of like, yeah, your body just recovers real fast. Yeah, And we're talking about just like a mile or two when we started, we were sore and had trouble getting out of the car and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, I, I wondered this because, you know, our family structures are fairly similar. I have three kids, you have four kids. And I was thinking if this is a Saturday and it like <laughs> took you out for the rest of the Saturday, I was like, oh man, when do you guys do the laundry and the grocery shopping? <laughs> like, 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 does this take, cause we're talking 17 miles. People was like, oh yeah, I could imagine. You can't imagine that if you don't run it. I mean, a busy day at Disney is 20,000 steps. You know, that's right. a good day. That's 10 miles. So add seven more onto that. And actually try and run two thirds of that, you know, and it's like, <clears throat> boom, you know, it's, that's hard. So okay. we did do our first online grocery shopping after one of these runs. <laughs> um, I really admit that. And shout out to what was her name? Kara, who brought our groceries to our door. That was amazing. Nice. <laughs> Outstanding. Okay. So you're doing your training and you're ready to roll and it's time for the dopey this year. Mm-hmm. And you guys are drivers, so you you drive down the Florida. That went off without a hitch, right? You left Chicago, no problems, and it was all yeah, good. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, we um, we were planning to leave Chicago at eight thirty after we dropped the kids off at school, but then our little Britta ended up with an ear infection, so she needed to go to urgent care. We couldn't just leave that to the grandparents to take care of when we were leaving. So since we were driving, we had the luxury of time. So. We ended up taking her to urgent care that morning, and instead of 8.30, our planned time, we ended up leaving Chicago around 11.30 that morning. But it ended up being okay because we missed rush hour completely. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably lost about an hour or so, but it was, you know, it wasn't didn't feel as bad since we weren't sitting in that traffic. That's that's true. You would have definitely faced rush hour, especially trying to get through downtown Chicago or right. close to that. So. Okay, so you were at urgent care, you left a little late, and did you drive all the way through, or did you stop halfway? Nope, we stopped in Macon, Georgia. We got there around midnight. We had made reservations beforehand, so obviously we weren't planning on getting there around midnight. We were planning on getting there several hours earlier, but um, nice little, probably the smallest hotel room I've ever been in. We yeah, it was a micro hotel. Okay. Um, but it was fine. You know, it was fine for one night. The staff was really nice in the morning, too. We ended up spending a little bit of extra time just kind of talking with the front desk people and um, got out about, I would say, about 8 in the morning the next day. And then we arrived at uh, Walt Disney World at 2.30 in the afternoon. I looked at my picture to see what time we crossed underneath the, the welcome sign. It's about 2.30. Okay. Um, and we checked into All-Star Sports for one night. Um <laughs> We had never been there before, so it was nice to be able to try out a new hotel. Um, what what day of the week was, is this, Stacey? Is this Wednesday? This was Tuesday. Tuesday. This okay. would be Tuesday, January 7th. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, All Star Sports is not renovated yet, so we got one of, you know, we got to kind of experience the older style of the all-star rooms and it was small like i i were kind of used to now being such a big family staying at the moderates and the deluxes and um you know there are two double beds in the room and you know no frills but it was nice it was it was clean it was quiet um we you know it was it was good to experience a new place okay where'd you go from there where'd you check in after that we um we went to Animal Kingdom Lodge as for the remainder of our stay the next day. So um, were these DVC was, points, Stace? 
We did. We okay. did. We were in Kidani. We tried to get into Jumbo. We were on the wait list for Jumbo. That's where all of our friends were staying, but um, it never went through. So um, we were in Jumbo. But I, I have heard that that weekend, I mean, it was crowded mm-hmm. and people were trying to get rooms anywhere that they possibly could. So um, I'm not really that surprised that the wait list didn't, didn't go through for Jumbo. Okay. So you're at Jumbo now for the rest of the vacation. Is that right? We're at Kidani. Uh, Kidani. I'm sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're at Kidani for the rest of the vacation. Yep. Okay. So tell us about, did you do any training prior to that? Because this is now, you're looking at Wednesday now, and the race starts mm-hmm. on Thursday. Or was Wednesday just a chill out and hang with your friends type day? Yeah, no, we didn't do any running while we were at Disney. In fact, I hadn't even done anything really the week before. I was kind of nervous about um, her injuring myself right mm-hmm. before the trip because that would be something I would do. Um, and then we were also kind of both a little bit sick. Um, we both had coughs and stuff. Obviously, Scott's turned into pneumonia, but um, we were just kind of a little bit run down beforehand. So we just took it easy. The day we arrived, we went to Epcot. We had dinner with friends and we actually saw Pete that night. So we got to watch Epcot forever with Pete and Missy and um, enjoyed that together. So that was fun seeing them. And I just, I do want to say that I know that there are so many um, Ed Cotters and, and Dubs people down in Florida. And I just feel so bad that we just didn't have any time to really even see anybody. The weekend that we had was just so packed with, um, with everything, with the races. And we were going to bed at, in our rooms at night at six o'clock, going to bed at seven o'clock. Um, it was just a little bit difficult. So we will remedy this when we go down for our vacation this year and, and hopefully get to see a lot of people well, from our beloved family, our beloved Edcott family at that point. But can I, can I, I just say, seeing the picture with Peter, you know, first off, I don't see Peter in the parks nearly as much as, uh-huh. as, as, as he's got the coolest, biggest smile on his face does. in that picture. Great. Oh, it was great. I, I, like it like made my heart happy to see that picture. I was like, yeah, you know, it was so, and it was so fun to see the fireworks with them, you know, like to do something so cool. And, um, so I'm really glad that that, that Mi- that worked out for us. Missy's such a sweetheart yeah. too, as well too. So to see them both in the parks there was, was, was really cool. So, yes. Um, and I got to talk to her a little bit, which usually Usually we're just kind of crossing paths a little bit when we see Missy. So it was nice to actually to spend some time and to actually talk to them and to kind of, you know, just spend some time bonding together. So yeah. Awesome. Really All right. So Thursday, 5k easy peasy. This is a serious race, not a serious race. What's, what's, well, what's your mindset? Go back really quick Uh-oh. because we missed Wednesday Uh-oh. and that's when we went to Hollywood studios and got our boarding pass for rise of the resistance. Okay. Okay. So I want to talk about that a little bit. I'm not going to give out any spoilers at all. So don't worry about that. But I just want to talk about the process for getting the boarding pass and how stressful that was. Um, Joe Fickus, who's an awesome friend, who's an Edcott an Edcott member and everything, he had written out this extremely detailed guide for getting the boarding pa- boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance. I'm so grateful for that because without that, I we wouldn't have been successful. But he kind of told us, you know, like you get to the park early. It doesn't matter really. You don't have to get there super early because you can't do anything until you're inside the park anyway. So. We arrived at Hollywood Studios around 6.15 a.m., got into the park probably about 6.30, and then we just kind of hung out. Like, I think I went to the bathroom three times. Um, 
we just we were going to end up going. Oh, of course, she did. Right? I, I'm leaving it alone, Scott. I'm not no, I, like, I don't know why. So I think I was actually having stomach problems. So that's probably why I was in the bathroom so often. But um, we went. We wanted to go to, to Tower of Terror. Everybody was going to Slinky Dog, so it was kind of like a frenzy for that. But once we were finished and we were we were getting approaching seven o'clock, which is when you can get your boarding passes. Once the park officially opens for business, it was like silent. It was everybody was kind of in this big, huge crowd. We we're waiting over by Tower of Terror, and you can hear just a pin drop because everybody is staring at their phones, getting ready to hit the button to get the boarding pass. So Joe's um, tip, which I thought was really amazing, was to not have the My Disney Experience. Pe- um, app open at all so you open it as soon as you seven o'clock hits and then you at right at the very top of the screen it says you know boarding passes or whatever then you hit that to get your passes because um, what people are doing is they have the app open and then it kind of is gets stuck because they you know seven o'clock hits and everybody's trying to get it so if you have it closed and then open it it works a little bit better um I got stuck because I didn't really think through the fact that we were going to have to choose our two names when the app opens. Cause you know, I was just thinking we'd hit the boarding pass, but of course you have to choose who this boarding pass is for. And we have like 492 friends on my Disney experience with all of our family members. We don't really have that many on there, but um, having to scroll through to find both of our names was a challenge, but we still ended up getting boarding pass um, boarding group number 41. So that was really great, although it, it made my competition. I really wanted people around me got like 17 and 19, and I'm like, oh, 41, I failed. But um, it was – so that was really – we were – I was just really excited just to have it. Um, okay, let me ask you this. So you, mm-hmm. you're thinking you're going to like – you got the system rigged, right? You're going to open the app. You're going to hit boarding pass, and you're going to be like boarding pass 7, and all of a sudden it's like you got to select the, the feeling of like – like 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 your face get all red and like you yes. were flush and you were like oh no oh no and I was like because I I wish I would have looked at it before to see where I was on the list and Scott was at the top because it was his account and I was all the way at the bottom because I think it's alphabetical order by first name or something so had I known that it would have been real easy just to scroll down to the bottom and, and grab it but um it was like where am I on the list where am I on the list um the but pressure it was so silly anyways because I mean. I could have done it 15 minutes later and still been fine. You know, we still would have gotten sure. a boarding pass, but it, the ride was breaking down a lot while we were there. And so just knowing that we had one that was kind of toward the beginning of the day was good. It, it cuts off at 150, by the way, the boarding boarding groups, it goes up to 150. Okay. Anything over 111, I believe is, is um, backup. So you're not, you're not guaranteed anything at any time. But um, you're pretty safe if you have something before 111. Is it possible a person walks into the park at 9.30 in the morning and still gets a boarding pass? Yeah, we did it, actually. Okay. We, um, an, a couple days later, a- actually the next day after the 5K, we arrived at about, uh, it wasn't quite 9.30. It was probably about maybe 8.50, a little bit before 9 o'clock. And we ended up with boarding group 136. And we ended up not using it. Um, and, I, and I think that day we actually wouldn't have gotten on it with that number. Right. I think it went up to 132 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. so, the ride kept on breaking down all yeah. day, so they never got up so to it's, that So it is possible, but 
but yeah, it's not recommended that you do that. Okay, so so, so conceivably, you got to be at the park before say seven thirty to get anything below a hundred budgeting for breakdowns through the day yeah i would say that and our our boarding pa- our boarding group number 41 we were on we were in line about ten thirty. so we um we got the notification that it was ours was up at about ten thirty. so that was pretty good that day they were going through them really quickly so yeah i don't want to lead your listeners astray i would say you probably should still be there by seven okay <laughs> because yeah, because I think the later, like, even if you got there at 730, you might be one of the 120-somethings, and then you might not get on the board. Okay. You know, so. Great tip. Zero yeah. to 10, quality of the attraction. Scott, what do you think? Uh, I'd say probably an eight. Okay. Yeah. Stacy. Yeah, I would say also an eight. There was one part that I've heard is very cool that was not working when we were on it. I won't give it away, but um, that minus that and i didn't even know that was it was supposed to do what it was supposed to do so i didn't it didn't hurt me at all but i i'm a very very casual star wars fan and i would give it an eight or a nine it was it was really a great it there's so many things that i was like jaw drop okay. um didn't expect that didn't expect that and before you even get on the ride it's the, i think pre-ride was even better than the ride itself yeah they kind of incorporate a lot of uh, Disney tricks like from different rides and they combined it together in this ride. So, okay. That's, so, it's that's, an experience. That's great yeah. to hear because smugglers run in Disneyland. Um, the, the, like, like the queue and before the ride, I was like, I wish, yeah. I wish this was better. You know, it, it wasn't quite what I had hoped it would be. I mean, it was cute. It was interactive. And if you were a star Wars super junkie, I mean, it was like heaven. But if you were a casual Star Wars fan trying to explain things uh-huh. to your wife or to your kids, they were like, yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah. And I, you know? I kind of feel like Star Tours, the area at Disney World, you know, you already have that kind of atmosphere that you're used to seeing, like The Rock. Mm-hmm. So it's just that times 10. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the whole Galaxy's Edge. That's what I kind of felt like when we went to Disneyland. Gotcha. So, um, you know, it was cool, like the size of it, but... I felt like I've seen it before. So. Okay. Except the Millennium Falcon. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Outstanding. So that yeah. day you were at the studios, did you do anything special that night? Or were you guys just, okay, the next day we're turning in early. We're going to start our running. You know, we went to the expo. So we were, we um, we got to experience that opening day, which was a lot crazier than it was last year when we were there several days after it had already opened. But we got the stuff we wanted. Um, I stupidly purchase the magic band ahead of time and when you purchase things ahead of time for run disney you have to wait in a special line to get your pre-purchased items so i ended up waiting in a line for 45 minutes for my magic band and i was regretting every penny that i spent on that magic band Mm. it's just like i'm just waiting it's like you know these people are getting all this stuff and that's great for them i was like why did i do this for one magic band Mm. so that's lesson learned i i probably won't do that again in the future pre-order anything but um now I have a really cool magic band, I guess. Okay. Um, this is another show to talk about in the future, too, because when you guys were there, didn't Disney release, like, the run Disney club that you could join now um, in terms of a monetary uh, yes. buy-in? So that's a different show coming up, and, and there's yeah. there's a lot and of thoughts about that. I so. didn't even read it, honestly, because I, I, I kind of read some comments about it, and I just thought we just spend so much money on Disney. There's no way that I'm going to spend more money to, to get 
whatever they're giving. So I honestly didn't even read anything about that. So yeah, if we talk about it in another show, that's great because I'll do a little bit more research then. Well, we but, will. Um, we won't. We will. Yeah. Let's, let's not touch base on it here. We're going to talk about it later. But there's good and there's bad about that. So we're just yeah. going to leave it like that. Okay, All right. Cool. You're at the expo and and you've got your stuff. You got your 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 bibs and you pick up all your stuff. Did you guys buy anything really unique at the expo? Um, I was interested in a jacket, so I went and got um, I got a marathon jacket. I was struggling between whether I wanted a dopey jacket or a regular marathon one. I liked the marathon one a little bit better, and then I regretted it, of course. But um, I think we got a couple of shirts too, and um, just stuff like that. But it was really cool with the with the packet pickup. We if you're on the dopey challenge, you go to a special room and they have all of your stuff together. So it's real easy just to, to do that one after another. Nice. Whereas if you were doing other races, you'd have to go through another expo and kind of stop at multiple tables for those things. Um, so they really, it was really nice that they had all the dopey stuff kind of separate from the rest of the people. And you got, I mean, you got six shirts for running dopey. So they, they have them all nicely packaged for you and, um, and ready to go. So, yeah, that's that. I wonder that. Cause I was thinking if you're running four races to stand in line, I know one race, the, the lines for the expo can be very long. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, it's like six hours of line. Like, like who wants to yeah, do no, that? No, okay. it was good. And getting your, getting your bibs and your, and your shirts is the fast part waiting for the merchandise is where you're getting, you know, you have to wait in a line to just get into the place. And, um, that that's a little bit more hectic, but it's it actually, it was a good experience. I like expos. It's fun. If I had the kids with me, it would not be as fun, but, um, just the two of us, not really any restraints on time. We had a dinner that night that we went to with a couple of friends, Mandy and Alex, and we needed to get there, but, um, Otherwise, we, we were just kind of taking things at our leisure. Okay. Get us ready for the first race. You're in bed early and you're up early. What, what does early mean for the first race? We, so I think that we were in bed by nine that first night um, because we had to, we had to check into Animal Kingdom after our day out. And um, so we were doing that. And so I, I'm sure it was like right around nine. We weren't too stressed though because we knew that we were just going to be walking the 5K um, we knew that we would uh, we would build up our tiredness and find it easier to fall asleep each night. So uh, I don't remember really having a hard time falling asleep though and that day. Is the five k? Does everyone run this one in costume, or do people like take it, it seriously? It would. People don't take it seriously, from what I saw. It was my first race ever running in a costume, and I realized I am not a good costume runner. I did not put thought into my costume whatsoever. I bought a special skirt. I was going to be Rapunzel. Um, but I didn't really think about weather at all. So it was kind of chilly that morning and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work out very well. So I had a jacket on underneath a tank top. I looked nice and frumpy as a princess and it was just basically the most princessy thing about me was that I actually wore makeup, which I don't usually wear. So that made me feel a little bit fancy, but otherwise, um, everybody else's princess costumes were much, much better than mine. But we were running as a group of victims of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So um, it was me and probably about seven other women who were doing this. So we all had sashes and crowns and lots and lots of glitter. And then Scott was a good sport and ran with a shirt that said Bibbidi Bobbidi Broke. So we got a lot of fun attention with those costumes. Um, 
5k was very surprising though we we got there we our group picture was at 4 30 it was at 4 4 30 every day for the lizards and so we you know you get there at about three ish 3 15 you know kind of hang out with your friends and talk around talk uh, talk amongst each other do the picture and then we kind of go off to to the corrals so i had no experience with the 5k there is a lot of people at this 5k and we ended up getting to the corrals pretty late so our group of runners was probably one of the last 50 people in line for the 5k and we were very very back of the pack uh, it took us about an hour and a half from the time the start of the race happened until Whoa. we actually crossed the start line Whoa. so people had already been finished for a good hour before we even crossed the start line. That's like rush hour um, traffic, guys. Yeah, you know? and it was it was a little, like, you, my feet were aching by the time we even started, because you're standing still for so long and in a crowd of people. Um, but it was so fun. Once we did get started, we just kind of took our time. We knew that nobody was really sweeping. No, there, you know, there's not a time limit. Um, they were definitely, we definitely saw little golf carts coming at us at one point. So we're like, okay, maybe we should speed up a little bit, but we were skipping and, you know, just laughing, just having a great time together for the 5k. So it was really fun. It just, um, I was not expecting that, that start process there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that day though, you could go to a park that day and kind of enjoy the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you guys did. Was your thought process, though, different as you went into the 10 and the half and, and, and the full? Like your you evening? Know, we kind of had plans each day. So we had something to look forward to each day with the plans to be in our room by 7 o'clock at night to try to get to bed as early as we possibly could. So on the, like the 5K day, we had Oga's Cantina that we went to at Hollywood Studios again. So we went back to Galaxy's Edge. Um, that was really cool. The... Um, we had cinnamon rolls and I had this drink at nine fifteen in the morning. And so it was fun to kind of do that with the big group too. Um, but then we just, I think we were, we spent a little bit more time at, um, at Hollywood studios a little bit. And then we went to, then we had dinner at Sanaa that night with the, with our friends as well. So nice. just kind of really took it easy. We didn't really do a whole lot of attractions that day. And if you've never eaten at Sanaa, and you can get the bread service because your allergies allow you to, to get the bread service. Yes, for right? sure. For sure. It was very, very good. We actually, Scott and I got a bread service together and then we split the entree. So, um, and that was perfect. I mean, we, I think we still had food left over, but it was, it was just kind of the perfect situation. Okay. In bed early, up the next in day. In bed early, up yep. the next day. We, um, it was a 10K similar start because the 5K and the 10K start a different, have, have a different starting point than the half and the full. Um, but it wasn't as bad. We decided that we were not going to do what we did the day before. As soon as the picture was over, we decided to head to the corrals. So we, um, and it was just Scott and I, our friend Karen, who I ran with all the rest of the races, um, she wanted to try to get a boarding pass for rise so she had gone and um before us so it was just scott and i for that race we were planning on running it together and stopping at characters but we ended up running into a group of our friends with um people that we ate dinner with the day before um at the edison mandy and alex and um they run with a group that runs a little bit longer intervals than we do they run 90 seconds walk 30 seconds okay and so we said, we'll start with you and, you know, we'll, we'll drop off and see you at the end of the race. And we ended up staying with them the whole time. Uh, and we were 
really proud of ourselves. So we were able to do that. But I think that their their running pace was a lot slower than we usually run, but they were going for a longer period of time. So it was a good lesson that we learned that um, we can do longer intervals as long as we keep the pace a little bit slower. And that might be something that we explore as we go further, because it would be really a lot nicer on our bodies even to not have to stop as much as we do to walk. Okay. So that was interesting. But after the 10K, we ate breakfast at Ale and Compass. And if you have never eaten at Ale and Compass, especially for their brunch, have you been there? Yes. Oh, it was so good. Um, it's like the best deal on property, Co- too. Correct. If you're looking no for one talks like, about it. And, yeah. it, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorites. They, um, we were surprised to see that they they have a buffet and they also have, you know, you can you can order entrees. But if you get the buffet, you get an entree included automatically. So um, you could have either spent $15 on an entree or you could spend $21 and have the buffet and the entree. So, of course, we all did that. Mm-hmm. And the drinks are included and everything. So um, I had shrimp and grits for the first time and fell in love with it. So that's my new I, – I am craving that right now. I could go back there and just go nuts on that. So I think that that's going to be – Something that we try as a family when we go down next time too. But Stacy, mm-hmm. so everyone listens, so everyone understands. Where is Ale and Compass? It's at the Yacht Club. Okay, and it's if you enter the lobby and you park in the parking lot, which direction? Well, if you're a normal person, you would go. <laughs> I'm abnormal, Stacy. I'm, I'm clearly abnormal. <laughs> we 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 like. The Yacht Club we is to the like, right. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you go into the main lobby and then... We did I, not do that. It's right to the left. But we were at the convention center. <laughs> we were, we're I just wanted to put Stacy on the spot to have her think. <laughs> Wait, am I coming in from the pool? Am I coming yeah, from the I parking lot? <laughs> I don't even know where we were. We were not in the right place, so. though. But okay. um, our cousins, Chris and Emily, arrived that day, too. So that's so fun. They... Um, I introduced them to the lizards and they're also on Edcott and everything. So it was their first run Disney race. And we're so excited to be able to spend time with the real family there too. So they had breakfast with us as well. So we, and we went, we went back to the expo with them best, that afternoon too. The best server I ever had was at AO Encompass, Compass. And we just mm-hmm. took a quick lunch before we were leaving. We were departing that night, uh, that day on a, on a plane and the server, I, I don't know if it was just, we had his best day or we were there. It was light crowds for lunch. Oh my gosh. Like we could have spent four hours talking to this guy. He made us feel like we were his family from out of town, that he was absolutely resigned to making sure that we were happy for that. I mean, it was great. Great, great service. Yeah. We had a really good server too. It was a good, it was a good experience. Okay. So now you're preparing, Um, the runs are going to get longer and does it, does it change how you're experiencing the day before now? Yeah, you know, we we went to the expo with Emily and Chris. Then they kind of split off and did something else. And they, they were getting ready to eat in their rooms and stuff. And so we decided to just pop over to Animal Kingdom. Um, and that's where I was experiencing the the whole fast, pat, fast Pass roulette thing, where I was just hitting refresh and refresh and refresh and refresh on our Fast Passes. And I was able to score Flight of Passage, and I was able to score... Um, a, uh, safari so that was the day of on a very crowded day at about three o'clock in the afternoon just by hitting refresh over and over again mm-hmm. um now there's only two of us if it was a family of six we wouldn't have gotten yeah, it for sure. but um it was you know it's kind of like if you if you really want it bad enough there's a really good chance that you can kind of get the things you need if you're strategic with it so that's something that i took away with it 
But we had a really funny um, encounter with Pocahontas that day. Um, we ended up walking. I think we were trying to get, we had a time before our fast pass. So we decided to go along one of the trails and we came across Pocahontas and there was nobody in line. There was one group with her at that moment. And then we were next. So we were watching and there's, there were probably three 20 something year olds who were just having a ball with Pocahontas and she was, you know, laughing and everything. Well, this guy had this leaf fall on his head while he was talking to her and she signed the leaf for him. Um, and he was like, Oh my goodness, I'm going to save this leaf forever. And, you know, being all funny about it. Well, then the girl next to him went up to a tree and just yanked a, oh. a leaf off the tree. The horror, <laughs> the horror on Pocahontas's <laughs> face and the character attendance faces were like, they were going to be sick. Like, and you know, they're trying to be professional. They're trying to not like, what do you say? Like somebody does this like sort of social faux pas. Like, what do you say to these people? So she nice, it was very nice about it. And she's like, I didn't know that you were going to, you know, destroy nature with this, but I'll sign it for you since it's already done. And so she signed it and then went off. And after they left, like you could tell that Pocahontas was having a really hard time staying in character at that point, like not just bursting out with horror and laughter at the same time. I promised her that we were not going to destroy nature and that we were respectful and that we didn't need any sort of a, a souvenir from her, but um, she actually ended up letting me FaceTime Britta um, during that too, so she got to talk to Britta a little bit live. So that was so fun, but just like that was just so unexpected and um, both horrifying and hysterical at the same time. As Scott rips out three or four new flower planters and be know. like, yeah, exactly. Here, Pocahontas, <laughs> can you autograph these? All right. Um, Speaking of which, I just watched that this weekend with my kids. What an underrated or forgotten, I don't want to say forgotten, it's a movie that doesn't cross the top of your mind to watch you're on right. Disney+. Plus. And when you watch it, you're like, that beautiful hand-drawn animation and the music is is like emotional to like listen to the yes, music. So, so good. So good. Okay, so you're ready now for the half. What time does that make you want to get up in the morning? What time do you have to get up in the morning for the half? We were getting up at about 2.30-ish, I would say. Our goal every day was to leave by 3.15. Um, and Scott likes to hit snooze a few times, and I get real freaked out. So we did a pretty good job of getting out at about 3.15. It was maybe 3.20 when we did. We were driving, too, so it was a little bit less pressure for us to be there. But um, okay. Joe Fickus, I know, was leaving at 3.15, and Joe is uh, really on top of things. So I'm like, Joe is leaving at 3.15. We need to leave at 3.15. Um, so it worked out for the most part. Scott, how are you feeling up to this point? Huh. Up to that point, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I was officially diagnosed with bronchitis the week before we left. So I felt good. I, I was taking medication, and everything was going all right. Um, it was... It was probably at mile 10 of the half marathon is when I started realizing something was not right. So, okay. <laughs> so I'm good at up to the morning of. So. Okay, so the morning of the race, you guys are feeling good still. And you guys are running together. Is that right? Yep, we're running together along with my friend Karen from Chicago. She's mm -hmm. a she's an Ed Cotter as well. Mm -hmm. And our friend Carrie Bretzius, we had um, talked about joining us too, but we left him behind, which I felt really bad about. But then he ended up joining us. So it was Scott, myself, Karen, and Carrie 
and, Ooh. and Christina. Oh, and Christina. And our friend Christina K, whose last name I don't know how to pronounce. So um, we were all doing this together. It was our goal to finish it and to see as many characters as we possibly could. Okay. So, um, and we did that. It was great. It was hot. Um, our fear was seeing the balloon ladies. The balloon ladies hold the minimum pace that's required to complete the race. And so it's like a terrifying thought to see those balloon ladies. We did not see them during the race. Um, once we got to the last three miles, Jeff Galloway recommends walking. If you are doing the dopey challenge, walking the last three miles of the half marathon. So we were able to do that and, um, and we finished. So Okay. It was it was good, but then Scott yeah. started yeah. feeling pretty back, bad. Back to it Scott. Mile ten, it was buddy. Definitely rough. Um, at mile ten, uh, both Carrie and I were kind of just, you know, a little further back from from uh, Stacy, Christina, and Karen, and I'm, we're like, wow, they're really fast. Like, I just didn't feel my norm that day, uh, keeping up with them, and uh, so that's that's when after the race, uh, went back to the hotel took my temperature it was like 100.8 and i thought you know what i better get this checked um so stacy went on uh did some of her meetups uh i was really bummed that i wasn't able to go to it because it's the one that i met a lot of people last year at the contemporary resort they do a big lizard meetup um so she went on that to do that and then uh i decided i probably should get this checked and go to the urgent care so uh went in there uh they thought yeah, he, he looks okay. He doesn't look horrible. Um, came back, said, well, we're going to do some x-rays. And uh, they come back in and they say, surprisingly, you have pneumonia at the start of it. So I shouldn't even like, I, I said, I have the marathon tomorrow. And he said, you shouldn't even run to the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is great news. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is awesome. So I was going to take it seriously and rest. Um but I thought I'd, I'd give it the, the evening to see how it goes. And, um, okay. Yeah. So I went back, took a nap. Uh, Stacy went out and had some fun and <laughs> she could tell you what, what they did since I wasn't there. I will be yeah, laughing. I imagine you texting Stacy and then having it being like, Oh no. And then you That's still, but you still, <laughs> you still got commitments that you're like, okay, well, we're going to be here. But it's like, holy cow. Like all of a sudden, like every your plans are all like, like for not at this point, you know? Yeah, it was really, it was hard because I, you know, we've been doing this together, you know, and it's, um, it was sad to go to this meetup and to go to, we went to the magic kingdom. It was, there's probably about 30 of us. No, probably more than that. Maybe like 30 or 40 of us who went to the magic kingdom afterwards. And we took up an entire Dumbo ride. We took up, um, almost an entire enchanted tales with bell show. Um, did the Tomorrowland Speedway People Mover, and then we met Donald Duck. So there was just hu- a huge group of us had so much fun. But I think we were in the Donald Duck line when I got the text from Scott that he has pneumonia. So I kind of announced it to the people around us, and everybody was like, oh, no, like the whole kind of the group there. So it was um, – that was just a bummer. And, like, I was like, maybe he'll still – he'll be okay. Maybe he'll be okay. So – um, had to back to the room pretty soon after we were done with with our attractions, so that I could check out in on him and, he- and head to bed. So okay, Scott, can I ask you in the in a technical question? Where is the immediate care in terms of Walt Disney World? Where'd you go? Yeah, so uh, we were like we said at Animal Kingdom and uh, looked it up, and it's just off of 
Highway 192, okay. uh, which is basically a mile from Animal Kingdom Lodge. So you barely go off property, and it's right there on the main strip. Um, so luckily there was one right there that I was able to go to. Gotcha. So, as you yeah. exit as you exit Animal Kingdom then, the first stoplight you see is actually you can make a right-hand turn right there. It's called Sherbeth Road. Exactly. And that's yep. the back road to 192, which is a little kind of a, uh, an oddly shaped road, but it spits you out into the middle of like a commercial boulevard. You know, there's yep. CeCe's Pizza and Shoney's and every chain that you could possibly. And, of course, uh, Wawa is right over there. What? So. Really? I, <laughs> there's a Wawa what? over there. I had no idea that was there. <laughs> there is one. What? Yeah, what? Surprise. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be usable later. Um, yeah. so where was was it an immediate care center or was it like in like a CVS or a Walgreens or where was it? Uh, it was actually an, an Advent, I think it's Advent Health okay. or something like that. So it's one of the well-known ones in Orlando, like the actual hospital. Okay, so really close. We're talking 10 minutes for you. Good de- good decision as because a lot of guys are like, yeah, I'll feel better tomorrow morning. And then it, it erupts on you, you know? Yeah, so, so the good news is they gave me like antibiotics right away that night. So I thought, okay, I'll at least get started on that um uh they gave me prednisone for like steroid to open up my airways so Mm. i thought okay let's let's get this started let's see if a couple rounds of antibiotics will help and uh we'll give it the night and see what happens in the back of your mind what was your odds on running the next day what did you think um i was thinking pretty slim as far as like completing it. So I'm saying like maybe 20% chance that I'm going to get up and go. Okay. Um, Stacy, yeah. what are yeah. you thinking? Are you thinking he's actually going to try it or no? I thought that he would start. Um, that was my hope at least that he was going to at least get up and go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so morning comes <laughs> and, uh, Stacey, the marathon starts, uh, a half an hour earlier. So it starts at five. They want you to get into the parking lots. The the roads close at four, so Stacy gets up probably around two o'clock two that o'clock, day. Yeah, um, I wake up and feel horrible, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I tell Stacy, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I can't do it. Um, which you might have seen some pictures on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, where she posted about this is Scott in bed right now. This is so sad type of a thing. So. I actually go back to bed at that point and uh Stacy sadly goes off without me and uh and has to deal with the race without me. I was sobbing, so I um was crying really hard cuz I'm like we've just gone through this. I'm going to cry now. We've just gone through this whole journey and he's not going to be able to finish this. So I left the room and it wasn't like I was just so I felt so bad for him that this was that, that he's not going to get to do this. And it was just, I just felt horrible. So thankfully, um, Joe Fickus didn't know this, but I was going to meet Joe Fickus, Fickus at his hotel to get a ride from him. So um, I had texted him and he didn't get the text until after he had already seen me there. So thankfully he had room in his car. I got there in time and we, we had it off and got there. Um, there right when we started a- approaching Epcot parking lot, Joe's going, what's going on here? Why is this so backed up? Why are all these people in this line right here? Why is nobody using the other lane? Well, there was a sign up that said merge right. 
he's going, this isn't right. We can use both lanes. I'm going the other way. So he, he does not follow that sign and he continues going into the left lane, which is exactly what he was supposed to do. They had apparently put those signs up too early. They were supposed to put them up right before the roads closed so that people would start going to the right instead of the left. Mm. But this caused a major issue. It caused huge backups. People had gotten on buses at their hotels at three o'clock in the morning Two hours later, they were still sitting on buses trying oh. to get to the Epcot parking lot. Oh no! So, um, right. So we we got through. We um we thankfully were were one of the people who got through right away. Got through a back check and everything, and all of a sudden we start hearing. You know, people are still on buses. People are getting off of buses on the highway and walking to the Epcot parking lot, trying to get to the start of this race that was supposed to start at five o'clock. Um, they ended up actually delaying the race start for about 20 minutes. Um, but what they did to make up for that time was they let the corrals go on the waves one on top of another. So where it's usually there's about 10 minutes or so, or I don't know, five, 10 minutes, I guess, in between, um, waves and corrals, they're letting them go every two minutes, which then caused so much congestion on the course. Um, just, it was the whole start process was really really hard hopefully they learned some things for next year but we'll back up to when um we'll go back a little bit further to when scott kind of changed his mind yeah yeah so please so so then uh my alarm was going off again i thought okay let's you know hitting the snooze button again and it goes off around five after three or something and i wake up and i realize i didn't come all this way just to sleep <laughs> i'm like i'm not gonna do this I, I was like i could at least make the effort walk 10 you know you know eight miles or something eight to ten miles and then get swept at least i could say i started the race mm-hmm. and you know get the marathon medal and i could finish it on my own the rest of the day you know like at my own pace so i write stacy i said i'm gonna start this thing <laughs> i was like I'm going to head on over. I'm going to try and do this. So, of course, at this point, it's about 3.15 that I get out of the room. And with all the congestion and the traffic, I luckily have been going there for the three previous days. So I kind of know my way. So by the time I get there, it was way more congested than normal. But I still was able to get into the parking lot by 4. Okay. So I don't know how it happened I, <laughs> with all the trouble that people were having. But I was able to get there. Uh, by four o'clock, wasn't feeling well. Um, took a bunch of Advil <laughs> in the morning to, to try and keep any temperature that I might have down. Because um, the trouble I was having was more achiness. It wasn't like the pneumonia, like okay. the chest pain. So, um, so it was more just keeping the aches at bay. So, um, so I get there. I'm waiting in the corral, and at this point, I want to just get moving. You know, because I got there and I just want to get this started. And then it was delayed the 20 minutes. So that was a little frustrating for me. But is this the same corral that Stacy's in, buddy? Scott? What's that? Is it the same corral that Stacy's in? It's the same corral she's in, but the later you get there, the harder it would be to actually crowd, you know, like push your way forward. Okay. There's probably like, what do you, how many do you think? Like 10,000 people in each corral. Okay. 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 So no, no, there was like 14,000 total in the marathon. So I was thinking of the whole weekend. So like, yeah, there's probably, you know, a couple thousand in each corral. Okay. Okay. It's hard when people get their 
positions in the corral to push them out of the way. It's, know, it's like Tetris. They're all getting layered in there, and you're yeah, never going to exactly. get to the front. Okay. Yeah, and at this point, I wasn't going to hold Stacy back. Like, she knew that I was just going to walk and do my best on that, and I wasn't going to hold them back with their pacing. So Okay. okay. Yep. So this starts, and Stacy's got her group, and she's doing her pacing, but she knows at this point you're behind her, right? She knows you're starting, correct? Mm-hmm. She does, yeah. Okay. Yep, and we, um, so we get started, um, it was Karen, Christina, Kay, and myself, and we're going, and we're moving forward, we're moving forward, at about mile five-ish, I believe, we end up getting to the TTC, where there's a group of lizards cheering, lizards cheering on, got some photos with the lizards, kept going, and all of a sudden I get a text that, um, a picture of Scott, right behind us. So one of the lizards had sent me a text showing me that Scott had just gotten there. So that we were always like, yay, he's still in this. He's still in this. So um, we keep going and end up in Magic Kingdom. So I, my story of Magic Kingdom is way, it's not as good as Scott's story of Magic Kingdom, but I did some live Facebooking going through there and um, you know, it was beautiful. We got to stop at the castle, got some castle pictures our goal was to finish this race, so we didn't really stop for very many characters. We, we saw a few that we really wanted, but um, otherwise, we just kept moving forward. So let Scott kind of take over on his part now. Well, yeah, well, for, so, first off, hang on, yeah. Scott. I did mm-hmm. give Stacy the award of the most interesting video when she was Facebooking <laughs> actually oh her gosh. running strides, bouncing up and down and over and I out. got so annoyed with myself when I tried <laughs> to watch that video. I was like, I can't even watch it. Between the beeping and the moving of the camera, I was like, nope, done. Yeah, you need the motion sickness warning. <laughs> can't do that one. So I need to come up with a different solution, I think, for next time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's yeah. your thoughts, buddy, on Magic Kingdom when you're there? On Magic Kingdom. Yes. So, <laughs> so I actually was going to be letting Stacy know when the balloon ladies showed up because I was going to help them out and let them know, you know, they're this far behind you. I'm about to get swept and my day's over, but at least you'll know, you know, how much time you have ahead of you. So I get to about mile eight and <laughs> things are not looking good around me. People are just kind of like wobbling. and <laughs> It looked like a zombie movie. Actually. It was that like, it was the hottest marathon that Walt Disney world has ever had. So it was bad, especially yeah. the back of the pack. <laughs> so the back of the pack, all of a sudden um, you kind of round this, this little turnabout, like on the road, you're on the expressway and you're around the corner and all of a sudden there's nobody waiting for porta potties. Uh, cause everybody's ahead of you and, uh, you know, people are moving along and I look back and I see the balloon ladies <laughs> and I think to myself, oh, I do not want to get swept right now. <laughs> like I didn't come all this way yet again to get pulled off at mile eight. So I text Stacy and I say, they're here. I said, I don't know how much more I have in me. Also, um, how horrifying is that? Like, you're so scared of these balloon ladies, and it's like, there's these ladies who are perfectly nice people with balloons, but they're the most terrifying... The devil! The devil! ...ever imagined. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, the, it's a whole it type of a thing going on yeah. with the balloons. They're like, yeah. they're coming, they're coming, they're getting closer! Yeah, so I text Stacy at, like, mile eight and a half or something like that. I said, they're here. Um, <laughs> this, this is probably it. Uh, I'm probably going to be done here. Um, so I send the text. And I don't get a response from her, um, and I'm like, okay, at least I, at least I gave her a heads up. So at this point, I had been walking the whole time, 
and I decided to start running at a 30, 30, uh, run walk pace. So doing 30, 30 is actually more than I had planned on doing for the marathon. I planned on doing 15 second, uh, uh, run and then 30 second walk. So I'm starting to book it at this point. I'm feeling good enough to, to get moving. Um, didn't feel like I had a fever at that point and just kept moving forward. So I get ahead and I get to the the ticket and transportation center and I see some of the cheering group and they're just like, what are you doing out here? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but I'm about to get swept. So uh, I took a picture really quick with uh, Debbie Stevens, who is an awesome uh, person that cheers along the way. And uh, she gave me some encouragement uh, and I just kept moving ahead and made it into uh, magic kingdom and i'm like okay this is the second park at least i made it here mm-hmm. um and at about mile 10 in fantasy land um i come up to a group of lizards um for uh people uh Brittany, morgan ben and uh, uh derek and i'm like what are you guys still doing here i was like shocked that i caught up to them and and they're like no, we're just we're just keeping a good pace here. We're doing a fifteen second. Uh, we're going to be doing fifteen second uh, runs, forty five second walks. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I made it this far. Can I join you guys? <laughs> so mm. they said, yeah, let's let's go do this. And uh, so that was just like a moment of, oh my gosh, I'm actually still alive and I'm still in this, and I have people with me at this point. Hmm. So it went from I'm about to get swept to there's still hope going forward and uh it was like the most amazing feeling it was like the be our guest uh like that bridge right by be our guest gotcha uh in fantasy land so it's great seeing like all the the lizard green like (laughs) it stands out so much so it it was just easy to see them and uh yeah, made all the difference in the world. So, so you're you're thinking you're just barely staying alive, and you're yeah. sending Stacy texts, you know, and then all of a sudden you catch up to people who actually think they're running at a good pace, and you're like, yeah, like what just happened? Did I run yeah. through and, like a time actually, loop? You know, and they like have an actual like game plan because yeah. they like they have like these cheat sheets that say if we make it to this point, you won't get swept. So they have like charts and stuff going on. Okay, so they like actually have things well planned out, and now. Uh, I want to remind you that I'm just going to go out there and walk that day. So I didn't have, I didn't bring any of my fuel. I didn't have anything to like eat. You got snots on your face. (laughs) I literally was out there and I was going to just have my water bottle and that's it. And I was going to get swept at, you know, eight miles. So I get up to these people and they were amazing. They like, they're like, we have everything you need. You're like, are you hungry? Are you, are you this and that? And like, whenever I needed something, like, do you need ice on your neck? Like, we could go grab it for you. So they were so supportive. Awesome. And um, just gave me a whole, like, resurgence of, like, I, I actually can keep moving. And at this point, when I catch them, I'm thinking, I'm not going to finish still, right? I'm going to just go as far as I can and maybe make it to a half marathon. So when I caught him at 10, I was like, I'll stick with you till the half and see how that goes. And um, one mile led to another mile and so on and so forth. So it was just great. Okay, so you're with this group. You're leaving Magic Kingdom. Where is the next park and the destination? (laughs) Well, the next thing is a lot of roads that are leading to 
um, Animal Kingdom. Okay. It would be the next stop. Was Blizzard Beach before or after Animal Kingdom? It was after. Okay, so Animal Kingdom was the next stop. It felt like it took forever to get there. But um, there was, I believe there were some lizards on the road cheering on at some point, And then there were some lizards at Animal Kingdom cheering on. And at some point here, we um, we lost our friend Christina Kay, which sounds really horrible. But she was having some issues. It was really hot. I mean, it was, it, it was just, it was horrible conditions out there. People were just dropping left and right. So she didn't know if she was going to be able to finish. Um, we walked a little bit with her. Um, we were, Karen and I realized that we didn't know if we were going to make it, if we continued walking at the pace we were. So we politely asked Christina if she, she wasn't sure if she was going to drop or not. We, we asked, she minded if we just kind of went on and she graciously said just go um and spoiler alert christina ended up finishing the marathon too so that was really great to see her come through the finish line a little bit later but then um weirdly we gained another christina so we gained a friend along the way who we had never met before but she noticed that we were running at a good good pace and um asked if we could join her she was about to quit she said she was about ready to get swept and then she thought well Let's try running with these two. So Karen and I welcomed another Christina, and we ran the rest of the race with her. So we kind of all at some point, like there was one point when I was just done, and I was ready to quit, and they were encouraging me. Karen was ready to quit at one point. Christina was, you know. So it was a great group to have. I know Scott had very, very similar experiences with his group. Um, Yeah. So at Animal Kingdom, there's this really long stretch of road where you're leading into the park and you see the people coming out of the park. So you not only know you have to do this stretch of the road going in, but you also have it coming back as well. Hmm. So um, at this point, the sun's out and it's just beaming down on us. Uh, Going in wasn't so bad, but once we came out of the park, um, the sun's like on your back, like on your neck, and it's just hitting you like like draining For everything miles you've got and miles and miles. <laughs> everything you've got is just draining and like people that shouldn't be getting <laughs> sick are like this is horrible this is the worst they have like ice on their necks and... people are throwing up on the side of the road yeah. <laughs> so so we were like sharing ice packs and and all this kind of stuff you know things you wouldn't normally do yeah <laughs> but it's like i don't care whatever it takes um so around mile 19 again uh we were slowing down quite a bit and just like walking with the group that I was with and the balloon ladies were catching up again. And I was like, you guys need to just go. Like, I I really think this is it for me. Like I can't handle this. And they're like, are you sure? Are you sure you came so far? And they said, yeah, just go ahead. And about two minutes after that happened, uh, Brittany, uh, one of the people I was with came back to me and I can't thank her enough for this. She's just like, we just heard um, that they're shortening the course because of all the heat and all that kind of stuff. So they're taking about a mile and a half off. Um, what do you say? Are we going to go for this? Or um, And and I was doing all the math in my head. I'm like, okay, we're at mile 19. That puts us at 20 and a half. And supposedly if you get to mile 24, they don't sweep you anymore because you're at the boardwalk and there's no place to really pull you off. Mm-hmm like on the buses. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I just need to do a 5k. And this is where the training comes in where you're thinking, 
a 5k is not the end of the world you know like this is your normal weekly training um so had she not come back i probably would have been on a bus at this point Mm -hmm. so i owe so much to to that group of people and especially Brittany for coming back and and just uh saving me at that point so okay um, so you're entering uh, now the home stretch and you're at mile 24 when you reached the mile 24 marker was there like like victory in your mind at this point you were going to finish well so you're supposed to go to blizzard beach this year and we still weren't at hollywood studios at this point so you're supposed to also go through hollywood studios and blizzard beach so they cut out the blizzard beach section for us so we finally move ahead and you make a right instead of a left to blizzard beach um and Hollywood Studios, you go through a little little segment. So even at this point, you're still a little worried because you know you leave Hollywood Studios to get to the boardwalk kind of a thing. But you never know, like, in your mind, like, maybe they do have a bus there to pick you up. <laughs> you know, you, you're just not sure. So um, we still were keeping an eye on tracking where the balloon ladies are. And people are still worried. And you could see people moving ahead. So um, you feel good enough at this point that, if I had to start running again, I could do that because I had done that once before in that race. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, I think I still got this. I still have this. Um, but it was nice at that point at mile 24, like you said, at the boardwalk uh, to finally just be like, okay, this is the end stretch. We made it. And we had tons of lizard cheer groups there that were like, you know, this is what they do a lot of times. And some have said, you know, if I can't, if I can't be out there running, I'm going to be out here cheering. Yeah, so. there's probably a good 20 lizards or so just lining the board lo- boardwalk. And so I, emotional. At, this point, <laughs> at this point, I didn't know Scott was still in the race. I thought that he was swept at mile eight or nine. Um, and so I was like, oh, he's probably done. I saw the lizards at the boardwalk. I knew that I was going to finish. And I just started sobbing. I mean, I couldn't not I, just uncontrollable sobbing i saw so many faces that i couldn't even look at because i knew that i was going to end up like hyperventilating so i got to the end of the the line and i gave a couple people a hug we went and took a picture of pluto right after that and i like my face is just so swollen red but then we entered into um we entered into epcot and that's when i started facebook living my entrance i'm like okay we're gonna finish this strong and be happy and I had mentioned something about, I think Scott's done. I think he got swept. And one of my Facebook friends said, no, he's still in this. I'm tracking him. He's he's still going. He's about a mile behind you. And I was just so thrilled to hear that at that point that he had, he had made it so far. So it was kind of, you know, it was exciting to, to get through that, um, that section. And I ended up taking a beer from a stranger, which was so fun. And then getting a little drunk because I was dehydrated and then got a margarita pretty soon after that. And I like slammed those drinks. I was like, all good training, all good training and recovery methods, right? I know. And I was like, this is not smart, but I don't care. So, um, I definitely was dehydrated because that went to my head really fast. Like I'm surprised that I was able to even continue walking after that. But one of the lizards we were with, uh, Derek had, uh, he had some of his friends, uh, he kind of texted up ahead and said we were coming through and we had margarita slushies waiting for us in France. Oh boy. So we got to drink those all the way through the showcase and those are amazing by the way. Like those are the gray goose slushies probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were amazing. It was some orangish margarita 
the slushy. So, okay. So <laughs> now you're on the home stretch at this point. Are you walking or are you even jogging or are you just toasted at this point? And you're just trying to get through. To- I was walking okay. through boardwalk. It gets very narrow. Yeah. You can't really. Run. And everybody was being rerouted at that point, And they really wanted the race to be over. I think because of all the, I've never heard so many like sirens in a, in a race. It mm. was pretty scary. Um, so I think they really wanted people to get moving. Um, so yeah, it was, it was definitely a few people were trying to run at this point, but it's like, you're not beating any records at this point. Mm. Just chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like some people, I just didn't understand what they were fighting for at that point. It was already at six hours and gotcha, you know, 50 some minutes. <laughs> so okay. it's like, just walk. Okay. When so. you cross the finish line, where is the finish line for the race, Stacy? Um, it's an Epcot parking lot. Okay. So um, we crossed the finish line, cried a whole lot again. Um, we had to then go through to get our dopey and goofy medals through the challenge area. And they were just, I mean, I, normally I think that they have you check in and they check your photograph against the photograph you took at the expo. They're checking things on the computer. They were not even checking any. They were just checking to see if you had the bibs. They were handing out the medals like that. I mean, they just wanted to get people through to get to medical attention if people needed it, I think. Mm. Um, So we got our medals and we just kind of hung out and waited. Um, And then I, then a few, few of the people that were running with Scott came through and were like, Scott's here, Scott's here. And I look up and I see him walking through the challenge medal area with all three of his medals. And I just was, that was just the best moment. I think one of the best moments of my life was to know that we both had, we both had done it. So even though it wasn't together, we still both have done it. Trust me. A lot of the encouragement that I got or what got me through it was thinking, I do not want to do this again. Mm. (laughs) Like I I came so far and like, I don't want to have to train for a dopey again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't care if I'm sick. I'm going to finish this today, get the medals and say I did it. Um, Scott, it was the opposite of FOMO. It was like the fear of having to repeat it again. You know, it was that, that was a big thing. Like when I woke up at, at 3.15, and I said, I'm going to start this thing. Well, because... and he bought a dopey jacket, and he's like, I'm going to have to return this jacket <laughs> oh, and no. do all this stuff. Okay. But um, we both decided that we are going to do it again, by the way. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Two years, we're going to do it again. Okay. Well, yeah, you were saying it's a one and done, so you're saying it's not a one and done. No, it's not a one and done. Okay. It, we, we changed our mind pretty quickly. It was it was pretty amazing. I think we both won a redemption race. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a redemption race. I just had so much fun in the experience with the people like i don't want to miss out on that in the future you know what i mean like cool it's expensive and i don't have to do it every year but uh we're thinking probably like 2022 again to do the dopey challenge okay can i um, can i ask then you mentioned the word expensive and i was going to avoid it but what is from the 5k 10k is there a discount what's the total price for dopey uh, i think i saw just the other day it was sold out but it was like 590 for dopey so it's not it wasn't as expensive as what I remembered thinking it was. I thought it was like eight hundred dollars, but it was just it was five ninety and uh you know, a lot of marathons that you would do in Chicago and stuff like that I think is around a hundred hundred and fifty ish. range. So it's it's a little bit on the steep end, but um not outrageous. Like okay. to do four races. Um Okay. Yeah, so five hundred and ninety. Okay. Do the math. It's a little under one hundred and fifty per race. Then, so 
it's it's expensive on the end of a 5k you wouldn't pay 150 for a 5k normally yeah yeah so you guys now this is now something that's going to be on your regular vacation docket because you guys mentioned next year that you're gonna have someone join you correct yeah i think we're gonna bring the kids next year we weren't gonna we really have to kind of figure this whole thing out so we've decided that we're gonna really um let go of some of our chicago races and try to save money that way and try to get to disney at least next year and the year after and then we then we'll figure we'll see what happens after that point but we'll bring the kids next year and um griffin wants to do the 10k so we'll do the 10k with him so i think we're just gonna do the 10k and the half marathon next year okay and just kind of spend time with friends the rest of the time. We told Sophie and Ethan that if they want to come, they have to take care of Britta while we're hanging out with other people. So <laughs> that's going to kind of be the deal. They can take her into the parks and stuff. Sophie will be 17 at that point. So um, it, I think that they'll have, that that would be totally fine for them too. Really cool. In your entire trip, was there anybody that you met or people that you met that you didn't expect to meet that are now friends of yours or because you mentioned the lizards, any, any, anybody else? Um, just like really getting closer to these lizards and the Christina that we, that we grabbed on the, on the road, the second Christina, she's now, you know, my Facebook friend, she's in the lizards. Now she joined after the marathon and has just gotten a really warm welcome from the group. Um, and so she'll be my, I mean, we are forever bonded. I finished a marathon with this new person that just kind of joined me in mile 17 or something like that and bonded for life. So, and I know Scott with his group from Magic Kingdom, um, I can tell he's all teary right now, even thinking about it. But um, that, I mean, that group saved him on this race. And I think they'll, they'll forever have that as well. Yeah. Yes. And for and sure. it was great uh, meeting uh, at the 10K, uh, Chad and Emma Steele. Um, we met them in the morning, and uh, they're members of EDCOT. Um, and, uh, he, and the Lizards, yeah. And the Lizards, yeah. And uh, so I got talking to, to Chad, and, and he got to run the race with his daughter, and I loved seeing them out there together and just having a good time. And that's what made me kind of next year think that we should bring the kids and mm-hmm. and have them part of this too because i think it's just a great uh legacy that you could you could build with the kids yeah and it was so. really cool with chad he was the first person who's ever come up to me in a park recognizing me from the podcast so like that was like a special thing i like immediately did some facebook stalking found him on facebook friended him <laughs> and i'm like yeah you're gonna come find me in a park i'm gonna find you on facebook so <laughs> I, <laughs> about you. I was like i'll find you chad Steele." all right <laughs> the last thing i do really cool and so give you some advice so people are sitting at home they're like i hate running i don't even enjoy it like what made like what would make a person like that turn them into a a Walt Disney World 5k or 10k or half marathon or like 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 help help convert that person yeah i would just say the first thing you'd probably want to do is just sign up for a race um any race i would say we did the hot chocolate first so that was a really big chicago race um so find something that you think sounds fun and do that and see if you enjoy that to begin with. Because if you aren't going to enjoy this, it's honestly just not worth the money to to do this. There's lots of other ways to exercise and to have fun. 
um, with exercise. So that would be my first thing. We fell in love with racing immediately. And so it was just a natural thing to go from, you know, races to Disney races. Um, however, if you are a fan of, of running, you don't want to do it. Cheering is also another really valuable thing to do. Um, you don't have to be a runner to, you don't have to be an athlete to be an athletic supporter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice. Very good. A little grease reference there. Um, but so, you know, it's just kind of just, just experimenting with things and seeing what you enjoy. And then from there, it's just a lot of learning. It's, you know, I am the kind of person who wants to know everything right at once and to know exactly what's happening. And this was an experience that that couldn't happen. It just, everything was trial and error and just enjoy the journey and enjoy the process of it. Really cool. If, if people have any questions for you um, or Scott running with pneumonia, what's the best way, you know, cause I could tell you're still, don't you're come still, to me for medical advice. Yeah, <laughs> you're still hacking it up now. Okay. Pneumonia. Yeah. And, I, and I joke that I'm going to start the pneumonia to marathon uh, program. You know, like the couch <laughs> the to couch to five k. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I don't think this one will be as successful as that program. But. <laughs> What's the best way to ask you guys questions? How do they get a hold of you? The best way, probably on Facebook. Um, yeah. We're both in Edcot. Um, private messages on Facebook are fine as well. Um, so I'd love to to chat with people. And you know, if you're if 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 running is something that you already are doing, or if running is something that you are thinking about that you want to try. I encourage everybody to honestly come and join the lizards group. It's the BR guest podcast lizards. And, um, it's just an amazing group of people. I, everybody on that group are so welcoming and warm and it's just, it's, it's a, just like Edcott, it's a giant family. Um, and just can't recommend it enough. Um, just kind of get your feet wet there. So, so this is the opposite. So, um, People are like, yeah, I need another Facebook group, like a hole in my head. So you know how toxic sometimes like Twitter can be? This is the exact polar opposite. Everyone here is so supportive and so welcoming. It, you know, your pace is irrelevant. Your your athleticism is irrelevant. You just being there and wanting to be part and, and trying is is pretty much all that's important, you know? Absolutely. And I mean, you think about this. this we're a Disney podcast. Be Our Guest is a Disney podcast. This is why the Disney community can be such an awesome thing. Like there's so much crossover and if you find the right groups, it can be just the best of every world possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just lucky. I'm so lucky to have just both Edcott and the lizards in my life. It's basically all of my favorite people in those two groups. Outstanding. Okay. Any last things you want to say or any special shout outs? Yes. I want to give a shout out to Tony Passero and Shannon Passero for meeting us after the marathon. Um, they got to see us in good shape because I, we um, were really stupid after the marathon and didn't realize that you really should eat. And um, so we didn't really eat the night. Actually, it was the day after the marathon we met them. We didn't eat that morning after the marathon and were just in bad shape. Went back to the room and slept. We ended up going to storybook dining that night with a bunch of lizards and ate. And all of a sudden, both of us were like, oh, my gosh, we feel amazing. Like, there's everything's all right in the world. I'm like, yeah, maybe we should have maybe we should have eaten something. So, (laughs) So Tony and Shannon got to see us after we had eaten. And we were like super perky and had, you know, a great time just hanging out with them we went to the um 
what's that called? Geyser Point. Geyser Point. Yeah. And that's a really cool space too. So recommend going to Geyser Point at Wilderness Lodge. I've but, not had um, the pleasure of meeting Shannon yet, but Tony is she's amazing. Tony is nothing but a gentleman and a great guy. So yes. awesome. Okay. So if you want to ask Stacy or Scott any questions again, search them out on Facebook, send them a direct message. If uh if you wanted to join the be our guest podcast lizards i know you just have to you know just search them and 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 hit request to join and the same thing with our facebook group for the ww review it's called edcott so you know i don't want to actually do the sign off today you guys earned it more than me so stacy <laughs> and scott you guys got the sign off hit it guys excellent for chris and scott do you want to say anything, Scott? I'm good. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Have an awesome day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.